all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Welcome everybody to Damage Radio. We're heard here live on MonkeyRadio.com where music reminds me. Y'all already know me. I'm RC alongside Matt, the Ultimate Kiss fan Twitter. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen. And we got a guest. You remember him from before. He's a father, a husband, an actor, a model. He does it all. Marco Rosario. Marco, welcome back to Damage Radio, man. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I love that intro. I feel like rocking out. <laughs> Definitely, man. We always have to. We got the car. That it's just uh, how, what we do here in Damage. The Enforcers, <laughs> live and loud. Enforcers with the masks. We go back a long, long time ago, man. 10 years, 11 years. Uh, old school flyer we had. Uh, we talk about that another day. But so much to talk about today. We talk about you know what's going on with you. Um, talking about uh, top tag team robberies mm. in professional wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a question or comment, you can call in 215-619-7366. I repeat, 215-619-7366 with a question or comment. Please tell us your, your thoughts on that. But let's get started right away. Marco, give us one off the bat. Oh, top tag team rivalries. Oh, okay. I call this one, um, like, as far as the, the, the current flavor, I okay. guess. Or, you know, the, I guess the, uh, the current, not flavor of the month, but like right. the current flavor in that. Um, aside from the controversy going on with the, uh, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it's the flavor of the month currently because it's the, you know, I guess, the, the two of the hottest tag teams. Right. Um, I don't want to say innovative, but just the, the fact that the, the, the tagline of the five-star matches that's being thrown around. But I think rivalry-wise, I think that has the potential to be something that's spoken on for years to come. Right. Well, you and I actually saw that. You were actually uh, 12 rows above me at Nishamini, Regal, uh, AMC, I mean. You know, <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. to watch it live in the movie theater, which mm-hmm. I never did before in my life, and it was amazing to see it on the big screen. Right. Uh, that, that steel cage match. Yeah. Them. And again, it's one of those things still, still being spoken of. It's in, in the company's short history, but it's like, like wow, dude, like... It's stuff you thought you've seen before until you haven't seen it before. It's just great. Right. Do you think AEW is on the right track with uh, the tag team? Um, I, I, I want to say, well, I'll say this first. I'll preface this with, with the fact that I think the revolution is over in terms of it being a, a newfound company and the whole revolution aspect of it. I think now they're in that um, – this is what we're about, and this is what we're building on. Right. So you know, the, the, the foundation is there. Uh, in terms of the tag teams, so much can be said. You know, like again, amid the controversy with what's going on with the Bucks now, but I think tag team wise, they're they're putting their their footprint on what what tag team wrestling and now trios wrestling is going to be going forward. That's smart. I think that's a way to keep the tag teams happy. Yeah, the trio thing because there's so many tag teams in AEW, Butcher and the Blade, you name it. Mm-hmm. So many best friends, and now a lot of them have like groups and factions, like yeah. more than two people on it. Now with this trios and also the Mid Atlantic Championship. Anybody can come in this company and be, just show them what they're made of. Yeah, and actually find their find their footing in that. Like you said, the same thing where the tag teams aren't being used, but then also those singles wrestlers who maybe overlooked. Join a faction, make something happen. You know, make a name for yourself. So I, I like it. I like the potential of it, but I also love from the entertainment aspect. It's great. Right, Matt. Uh, I know you have uh, your old school uh, tag team 
feuds and rivalries. See, now look, I was going to say right off the bat, I loved it when I started watching tag teams were like a big deal. Mm. And, and you had to have that kind of, you know, the thing that was special about it was you had to have the tag rope. And you had to cheat behind the ref's back. Yes. And like your partner could be throwing salt in somebody's eyes. You know, you think about some of those, you know, managers were big because they would distract the ref. Now everybody just does it right in front of the refs. And it's the way that WWE kind of doesn't work anymore. But when you think about like Chief J Strongbow and Billy mm. White Wolf mm. or Chief J Strongbow and Jules Strongbow. And against like the Moondogs or the Wild Samoans. Those were the days because the... To me, as a kid, you had the Moondogs looked crazy. The Samoans looked crazy. But when Chief J started that Chief J Tomahawk <laughs> dance, man, you knew that was going to be something good. You got that sleeper hold locked in. Nothing better. Right. And they actually held on to that, that white little string. And yeah. like, like they can hear me the if I'm holding rope. on to it. You, have, yeah. you yeah. had to have the tag rope. Now people just run around and interfere. Mm -hmm. But at the time... Ref, ref, turn around. Can't you see he's hurting your teammate? Oh, and then the ref turns around. Oh, I'm not touching anybody. Right. Yeah. Your hands are, you put your hands up like, what are you looking at me about? Yeah. You know, that's the stuff I like. I mean, mm -hmm. it's funny. I couldn't really pick out one match. I mean, but except for, I remember as a kid, you know, you'd see Chief J and Billy White Wolf or Chief J and Jules Strongbow, and they'd get to the time limit of TV and it would fade out. And you go, well, who won? And you never find out because they'd never tell you the next yeah. week. You know, those I'm talking late, mid to late 70s, you know, WWF. Yeah. Like a lot of sleepless nights, right? All star wrestling, you know, when it was on Saturdays in the afternoon or sometimes it was on five o'clock. You know, the sun's just going down and you're watching that. It was great. Yeah. And how the managers actually helped out those yeah. feuds and robberies so much. Back, think about that. You had like classy Freddie Blassie, or you had uh, you Captain, know, Lou. Captain, Captain Lou, Lou Albano, and a Captain Lou with the Wild Samoans, and he's out there, and they didn't really even kind of talk that much. He was the mouthpiece, he was the focal point, and he made those matches. Yeah. So that's, I mean, so I'm starting off kind of weak because I didn't say a necessarily a specific feud, but those teams, to me, that was uh, some of the best stuff growing up. Yeah, but I love that too because it was also that term, there it is, in-ring psychology. <laughs> right, yeah. like it was such a psychology. Storytelling. Yes, and you yes. go back and watch that stuff now and you don't know what the feud was. Mm -hmm. it's, you can just watch that and it's fun. Right. And I mean, again, at that point, the funny thing is it looks like men beating each other up. Yeah. You know, that was what was different about <laughs> right. wrestling, I think. Now they all, maybe it's just because I'm a million years old, but they all look... They all look like kids now in the ring. Chief J versus the Samoans, they look like men fighting. Mm. And that was fun. Right. And you, know. you, you knew within the first five, ten minutes you were going to get a headlock, take yeah. over, a scissor lock, up, both looking at each other. We're going to hold that arm bar and dance you around the ring. And it's maybe it's why a lot of those guys could still walk because they weren't right. doing all that high-flying, mm -hmm. crippling stuff late, that came right. later. And they yeah. weren't rushing. Right. They weren't rushing the match and the feud and the rivalry at that time. Now they feel like they're so quickly to go to the next step and be. But you know what? That's, I think, one of the problems with all of wrestling, and this is a whole different topic, is now mm -hmm. it's oversaturated. they got to fill Mondays. they got to fill Fridays. they got to fill a pay-per-view every yeah. month. Whereas at the time, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, I mean, it's funny because we talk about this a lot, but if you ever, like, if you read, like, Ric Flair's book or Dusty, you know, Dusty Rhodes' book, the Dusty finish was... I'd kick you in the head and or the ref would get kicked in the head or somebody would go over the top rope. So it's disqualification. And you could do that ending 
for a month because yeah. nobody you, you lived in Okishimagoki, but then you didn't see that match if you lived in the next town because it wasn't on. Nobody had internet with a phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is how the match ended, you know. So they could <laughs> just do the same, almost the same match. But yeah, you know, your next pick. I want to hear you in the Paul Barrett voice again because you know you let me down. <laughs> you know I thought you were start that well, off. Well, you know what? See, it's funny because I thought about that. Was uh, I did get a lot of feedback from people that loved hearing the Paul Bearer voice last week. But the uh, the thing is that when you think of Brothers of Destruction, they didn't so much feud with anybody as they were just a fun tag team and it was really you know it was a great way to always see them together but i i couldn't think of a feud that they had necessarily with somebody although they were just fun to watch always as soon as that music hit and the two of them came out it's two of the greatest of all time yeah so definitely uh one i thought of uh offhand was uh the brain busters versus demolition uh of course Mm. the brain busters you know you got the best technical wrestlers in the world versus the most dominant tag team uh you know as a raw power and just those two going back and forth. And now you see Tully and Arn in AEW coaching. I, mean, I think Tully left, but still, they were both there coaching, and they're getting ready for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Just them two together, you know, and then you had um, just that match and de- demolition, you know. They're still going 35 years later, is it now? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it seems that way in terms of, like, you know, fill in the blank as far right. as who, who, who they put in that, in that spot now. But and yeah. I'm not talking about Crush. Axis no, yeah, smash. smash, yeah. And yeah. Crush came along and was like, what should we do with you? Oh, let's put some meat. Let's put some paint on you, you know? Yeah. But do you have a favorite demolition match or a Brain Busters? I mean, I, I, oh, the Brain Busters, I go back with, uh, obviously, when they were originally with the Horsemen and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I, I love the demolition with the Legion of Doom. Well, the Road Warriors, but in, yeah. the, in the WWF, the Legion of Doom. Because it was, it was kind of like a lot of people had considered demolition to be the knockoff of what the Road Warriors were, the Legion right. of Doom. And then finally, I mean, the feud was short-lived, but... And it was more crush than it was, uh, you know, axe and smash. But it, it, it was more of a statement in that, you know, the old versus the new, and right. you know, what are we going to do with the type stuff? Now, who was Mr. Fuji with the demolition? Was he at, at, mm-hmm. yeah. at the time? Mm-hmm. Anyone else? I'm trying to remember. Oh my gosh, um, Orient Express, right? Orient Express, Fuji, Patatanka. Yeah. Yeah, and was he with the big? Was it the big guys? Tugboat and Earthquake. Was he with them? I don't think. I don't think so. Mm. I'd have to go back and look. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Yeah. He, he was uh, he was another one. He was like, yo, copy right. and paste. We'll just put him in here, right? Definitely. Here. <laughs> and you got another one? Um, I wanted to say. I mean, I think the obvious is you know the the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. That is the longest running feud in the history of of wrestling. I think over so many uh, federations and so many decades. Um, and you know. Fill in whichever member of the Midnight Express you want. They've always put on great matches. The, the hot tag. <laughs> oh, yeah. From, from Robert to Ricky uh, going in. It's just, it, it's it's storytelling at its finest. Right. And it was, you know, like Matt said, you can go from city to city to city and repeat that, and it's still going to work. It right. was still going to go over. So much so that Ricky and Robert, well, Ricky so much, is still doing it today. Yeah. You know? And they, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, everything. and like, just like the power, when they got the hot tag. Mm-hmm. The power that they got. It was like, like the Ultimate Warrior 101 that they all had. Like the power they got from the, the crowd and there now. They have a bunch of energy and it's going to be over kind of thing. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about this, the in-ring psychology, the outstretched hand. If mm-hmm. I could just get to my partner yeah. and then, oh, I'm yeah. waving my hand. If I could just get to that ring, I'm going to tear you apart. Yeah. And there's the tag. Yeah. Ah, the place goes crazy. Yes. Right? <laughs> and they're not tripping over the rope to get in. You know, right. it's just a, a smooth... And they're, and, they're, and they're actually taking their time. They get into the ring. They do the whole the foot stomping and, you know, you know winding of the arms. And they, and, they, and they wind into it. It's, just, it's stuff like that. Like, I understand. I really understand in terms of TV time. And you only have a certain amount of time to fill as opposed to a house show or, you know, take as much as you need. Right. Um, 
So it's it. I, I can understand it being tougher today. You know, trying to be impactful, but also tell that story. But at the same time, it, th there is a place where you can slow down your cadence, slow down your delivery, to make it more meaningful. Mm -hmm. Like you know, and that's not that's not a rant. That's not to to, to knock it, but it is. It kind of becomes repetitive right. in the tag team wrestling, or even the singles wrestling of today. But it's almost the style of I think today's wrestling. I think they. It seems to me that they feel like everybody's attention span is two seconds. Yeah. Because you can't have a build like, you know, like where it goes on and on and like, you know, the whole kind of holding your partner back and all that stuff. It, like you said, in a way, it's like they do it too quick. It's yeah. too quick. And that was always the fun thing with a lot of tag team matches was that long, oh, they're really just beating the one guy up in the corner if he could just get to the his partner, oh, it'll be all over. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they knew how to get the fans to stay committed into right. it now, yeah. instead of you know being like you know all over the place. Oh, squirrel, you know, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. like, and that's the same thing with you with acting and commercials. Yeah, you want to sell the product. You want to sell the product in the ring too. Yeah, and I, I had to learn that. I'll, I'll, I'll take a point from wrestling, from that for uh, for acting. I had to learn to slow down in terms of delivery. I mean, maybe because I'm Philly from Philly as well, so yeah. a lot of speaking fast. But yeah, in terms of selling the product or getting your point across, it's slowing down the delivery. And then I'm like, wait, that's the same thing I say about wrestling. Like, I wish they would slow down. Oh, okay, this is right. what they mean. And then applying that into, you know, my teleprompter read or delivering the lines for a script and stuff. And it's like, now that makes sense. It makes it more meaningful or remembering, you know, what he was saying as opposed to how he was saying it. And, right. and it, 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 it definitely stands out from all the things I'm doing with acting, with, you know, even with my coaching as well. So it's, it's important, I think, for myself to, to have that constant reminder. And Matt, do you get that too, the day one of, of school? Like, you know, when they come in, they want to like learn everything and they forget the basics? Now, you know what? This was the best opening of a semester in a long time because really? people were back on campus. You figure like, after the last couple of years where there was so much virtual, it was great just to see people back here on this familiar face Montgomery County Community College campus. You're seeing people walking around. We've got a lot of new shows here on Monaco Radio happening live in the studio because people are back. Mm -hmm. It's tremendous. And yeah, you have people that want to, oh, can't can I just go right in the studio and record? I make beats. And you go, well, you got you to gotta go through your basic class. And then later they'll tell you the best thing they ever did was learn the basics. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like that everywhere. It was, well, I, I'm a pretty much a superstar already. You go, well, maybe you need to still learn how right. to, you know, make a file folder on the Mac. Because <laughs> you, you come with that energy and the listening skills. That's like right. a person's dream of right. wanting to teach you. And you're uh, patient, you know? Well, it's like anything. I mean, I mean, you know, come in here and a lot of time people think they know everything and they don't know anything. And then you try and meet them where they are. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's the nice thing about the start of the new semester. People kind of meet each other. They fuel each other's ideas. That's what I always say. One of the great things in here, you're sitting with people who are like-minded. You get to meet people who are like-minded that have your same kind of goals. And this place this is where you meet a lot of those people and i always love it as you watch over the course of the semester people who you know we're talking about tag teams but you form your alliances you form your stable you form the people that you can trust mm -hmm. you know and that's in life let alone just um you know uh, you know college or whatever but in life you meet those people that are your tag team partner your stable your group of uh, your faction mm -hmm. right. you know and that's important i mean it's you know i know you know a lot of that comes down to almost nothing in this kind of business is done by yourself you know you're usually working with other people whether it's just i need somebody to point a mic on and point the camera towards you know so now you know that's how it works so mm -hmm. yeah it's nice i was telling uh 
my good people at Wissahickon High School, my friends and uh, my coworkers, that it's so easy just to look past a community college and go straight to, you know, the big colleges. Yeah, four-year university. But the sun's out here. You got the uh, picnic tables out. You know, you got food trucks. You got state-of-the-art equipment right here at the Advanced Technology Center. Mm-hmm. I was telling them, like, they're, they're so excited to come check it out. The high school kids, I'm telling them, they all, like Matt said, I want to make some beats and drop drop some bones, you know, all that stuff. Like, right, you can do it right here in your own backyard. Yeah. And that's the best part about it. You can just come and learn, take one credit, and you can have your own radio show. Well, and look, everybody, with the sound of my voice, and wherever you are, you can come down, take a tour, see what it is that you want. There's uh, obviously a lot of classes. Like I said, that's the great thing is the fact that, you know, we're back in person for the most part. There are still some Zoom options and Teams options and all that kind of stuff that people got so used to during the pandemic. But, you know, it's nice. It's just (laughs) like really to be face-to-face again you know we had a uh, what they call the involvement fair the other day where they have actually all the clubs and you can meet the clubs and you say i want to get involved with these clubs and there's nothing better so mm-hmm. i'm thrilled that it's kind of we're back to that so that's you know we had the, the opportunity start of the semester well. yeah. here in montgomery county community <laughs> wait music reminds me you know like Monka radio just that alone in the tv studio over here it's, it's you have everything here so there's no more excuses if you want this, it's here at your fingertips. Conveniently All you got to do now is learn the social social media aspect, and that's where you can go one step higher. <laughs> nice little promo there. Thank you. <laughs> now, do you, Marco, see in the building, like, you know, in your field of work, um, people thinking they know too much and kind of speed up the game when you got to learn the basics? Uh, that's in every field, I, I feel, not just with yeah. acting and not, you know, working in mental health. Um, the, the feeling of people who feel like they know a lot or know it all, but then on the con- on the the contrast or the converse is folks who don't feel they know enough, mm-hmm. so therefore they never get started. You know, as far as like I don't want to say you know being their own worst enemy, but like they psych themselves out before they even make the attempt. And a lot of that happens with social media. You know, the things they see other people doing, and then they go, oh, "I'm not capable of doing that," or "I don't know how they did that," or "I don't know if I can do that," and they never tap into their potential. Whereas you had the people who, like Matt said, they just want to, you know, make beats and just jump in there and just do what they do, which is great. You love the enthusiasm, but then you got to kind of bring all that together, bring and, them back, and, and hone it. it. Yeah, and the people who do, I mean, if you want to, you know, look into the, the psychology aspect and say the ego, you know, yeah. as far as how they, you know, how they feel in terms of uh, knowing it all or wanting to do it all, you know, without having the experience or the knowledge or the wherewithal, then it's like, yeah, it's good to have a coach, it's good to have a mentor, it's good to have a guide to 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 share those things with you. If the keyword, if you're willing to right. embrace that and, and uh, sponge and learn along the way, right. And Matt, you could tell. Well, I was going to yeah. say, I agree completely. I think mm-hmm. finding mentors in your life, finding the people that have done the journey or found a path that you could learn from mm-hmm. is one of the most valuable and important things you can find. Yeah. And when you find a mentor who is willing to kind of take you under their wing and really help you on your path, that is so valuable. And I think about the people in my own life that have been those mentors to me that that maybe at the time don't even they don't even realize how important they are to you. Yeah. And then especially when you look in the rearview mirror, you go, you know, this person or that person really steered me in a different direction, in a better path. And and I think, you know, you become thankful for those people uh, the farther down the road you get. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an unheralded position in that, like, a lot of it, like you said, it's hindsight. Like right. you may not know it while you're in the moment. And that was even for myself. Like, you know, you, you reflect and you look back and go, wow, if I knew then what I knew now, or the person that, you know, comes to mind and, and things like that. And even in my own work now with, I'm, I'm doing a, um, a coaching program called Mentored by Marco. 
it was all because of the stuff that I've overcome in my life and the experiences and the positions I've been in to where I was like, wow, I really wish I had someone to guide me along the way. Right. And through trial and error and meeting the right people at the time. And I say, if you ever want to do anything in life and you're serious about it, get a coach, get a mentor. And that's kind of the position I'm putting myself in, in that whether it's acting, DJing, talking about wrestling, <laughs> you yeah. know, whatever the case may be, but building your confidence, building the, yourself to put yourself in the positions for the opportunity and the potential you want for your life. That's where I'm like, this is what I can provide. And it's okay if you don't thank me for 10 years, you know, or five yeah. years down the line, or, you know, or I get a Christmas card, you know, so many years later, but it's one, you're able to acknowledge the fact that I need guidance. Two, it's also saying I'm capable of listening and learning and humbling myself to say I don't know it all. And I would like a little assistance with that and, and a little mentorship with that. So that's, I think that's the important part for one, being grateful, but two, also giving yourself the credit to know that, you know, you don't know it all. Definitely. Me personally, like how Andre put over Hogan, this man right here, Matt Porter, he, if I didn't go up <laughs> in that phys ed building and, and talk to him, there would be no damage radio. There would be no dream. There would be no opportunities. Yeah. And you got to remember those people who came and helped you out and got you to where you are. And thank you, Matt. You know, you meet people along the way, and that's the key. And I think it, you know, it's a lot of time you have to be open to that. Uh, you know, if your your reputation, your the way you deal with people. You know, it's it's a whole other topic that we could go on and on with. But be somebody that people want to know and and want to work with. And you know, if you're somebody that everybody goes, wow, that, you know, if you see him coming down the hall, and you're like, oh, that person grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> you know, it doesn't help you at no. all. <laughs> yeah, stay away. Stay away. Yeah, if you're closed minded and you're right. like, you know, dis dis dismissive of everybody, then you know, chances are you're not going right. to make right. the impact or, or you make the, you know, the differences. But it's same thing with you. Like we we took one class, I think it was, or yeah. one semester yeah. at Temple University, and it was I didn't even I, feet program, yeah, yeah, but health and phys ed. Yeah. Like we both didn't even end up in that course no. or in that field. But it was like because of that, yeah, you find your stable, you find your people who are like like minded, right. willing to learn, willing to bounce ideas off each other, but also just there's so much relatable right. and, and you know and interesting stuff that we we've talked about. Definitely, yeah, and it's jeez. Oh, Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years Seriously. ago. That, that, that quickly how time flies. flies. By. <laughs> so, to gentlemen out there, uh, ladies, um, if you have a question uh, for Marco, myself, Matt, or you have a comment on the uh, pro wrestling tag team feuds, uh, call in 215-619-7366. We'll be happy to have you on and uh, have you answer. That number again, 215-619-7366. Boom. So let's get a little bit about you, Marco. The last time we saw you, you you've been uh, you're doing a whole bunch of things all at once. Uh, I know you're still that way, you know, doing, <laughs> you know, getting your uh, feet into every every little thing. Uh, talk about that and what, what you've been up to. Uh, oh, well, what's this week? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I did my first dramatic role back in January, as far as acting. I wanted to um, going into 2022. I wanted to expand on that and take some chances, take that leap. I guess you could say. Like I was saying before, you know. If you want to do things, get yourself a coach, get yourself a mentor. And I decided to try things. And one guy in the Philly area, his name is uh, Kyrie Tyrell. He does a lot of um, independent fil films in the Philly area. And he was looking for an actor to play a dramatic role. The guy is an a-hole. <laughs> Not Kyrie. I'm saying my character. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me clear that. My character in the film, I play uh, Benjamin Kahn in the movie Money Lovers. It'll be out next month. Um, at the movie theater. Oh, yeah. It'll be at a Regal, yeah. Regal United Artists King of Prussia in uh, October 27th and 28th. Um, but it was one of those things I was like, this isn't me. Like reading the script, this guy isn't me in terms of 
his, his character and his demeanor and just, just the way he carries himself. So I was like, this will be challenging. Right. So auditioning for it and took a chance with it. And I got it, which was great. But then stepping into that role, like I never thought, um, I never thought I could be that type of, uh, you know, right. I, I don't want to give it, I'm trying not to give it away, right. <laughs> put it that way, but Definitely. it's something that's, it's out of my element, but, and I enjoy it. Oh, death thought, I've got hey. our first caller. Damage Radio, who's on the line? The NWO song. <laughs> 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 who's calling? Who's on the line? Uh, I'll tell you in a second. If you don't recognize my voice by now. You know, we're going to do a heel turn in a second. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny because, you know, we can take callers. Unfortunately, we can take callers. And, yeah. uh, you know, when it's somebody in the club that's actually trying to sabotage your show, right, that's never right. a plus. Oh, that's my. very, very true. Heel, so, t- heel tactics. Right. So, <laughs> go, go back to what you were talking about. <laughs> well, well, I, uh, <laughs> we taking the call? Yeah. Oh, okay. Damage Radio, who's on the line? Hello? Damage yeah. Radio, who's on the line? Uh, this is Chuck from Quakertown. Nice. RC and Matt. Chuck, what's going on, man? Chuck, Great to hear you from are you. live on Completely Damaged Radio. Oh, my. A live mic. This oh. must be your greatest day of your life, Chuck. Right? <laughs> no pipe bombs, Chuck. Uh, I, 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 will, I promise I'll keep it PG-13. <laughs> Wolfie D, Jamie Dundee, good tag team. Uh, I think... One of the greatest tag team feuds would have to be the Midnight Express versus the Rock World Express. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, why that feud for you? Uh, I grew, you know, I, st- I started watching uh, NWA, Jim Crockett, uh, big fan of the Midnight Express. Um, uh, I just, it, you know, the, the psychology, the, the back and forth. Ricky and Robert, I mean, I, honestly, they're, they're really underrated, but they're probably one of the greatest tag teams that, that, that there have ever been. Mm. That's, That's fantastic. Now, Chuck, we need to get you down in the studio one time to tell your story about getting your photo with the beautiful people. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and how easy yeah. it is to spend I, 20, I, I more than 20 bucks. <laughs> Someday, yeah. look, you Quaker Town, you make the drive down here, you'll hang out with us live. That was a great day. Yep. Yes, that was a wonderful day. Uh, yeah, my uh, fiance wasn't happy that I spent <laughs> that kind of money on that photo, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. But Chuck, I'm lonely. Can you buy my 8x10? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <clears throat> that, was, that was a pretty Everybody good day. I remember that. What's that? Everybody doing well? Doing well. Doing fantastic. Floating around, man, as always. But you can't right. forget about Bobby Eaton as well. Like He went on to have a pretty successful singles career as well, I would think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bobby, Bobby Eaton is hands down one of the most underrated. Uh, I, I, he could have had a really good run. I mean, if he would have been, oh, he could even have been like a semi-good talker on the mic, he would have had... Uh, incredible singles run. Definitely. Good Absolutely. point, good point. Yeah. Chuck, we got to get you up here, man. Do you let us know any Wednesday from 4 to 5 over out here at Montgomery County Community College? I'll love to have you up, man. Guys, it will be my honor to come up there and hang with the damaged crew. <laughs> Boom. Fun. Say no more, man. We'll make it happen. You let us know. 
All right, fellas. You have a good night. Thanks All for right. calling, Chuck. See ya. All right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite. Now, actually, he would be coming down because he's in Quakertown. Yeah, so he wouldn't down. be going up. Right. He'd be coming down right. here to Monco and Bluebell. We're still learning, you know, global history. A little you know? bit of 309, Dragon, yeah. and he'd be right here. <laughs> and listen to that song, 309, you know, that'd be great. Coming down. So, yeah, talk a little bit more about the, uh, the movie you were talking about, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it's something different for me. Um, I actually tapped into the my wrestling savvy with it. Like, I had to be, you know, aggressive at times, out of control. So I was like, this will be different. And I actually, I would go back and watch, like, bad guy promos. Like you know, where the, the hollering comes in, or like them, them little yeah, like the little nervous ticks of like, arr, arr, you know, like I'm like when I can get, be aggressive in a certain scene. So I was like, that kind of helped me. I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how it turns out. Nice. Yeah, we got another caller. Damage caller. Radio. Who's on the line? Hey, it's your girl. Hey, Candy. Candy, what's up? Candy, what's going on? Not much. Long time to speak. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic. If I was any better, I'd be twins. Boom. <laughs> Well, you are. That's that's the cool part. <laughs> so, Katie, we're talking so, uh, about well, tag team feuds about... today. Do you, do you have a, do you have a, uh, a yeah, thought on tag that? Team feuds. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Attitude Era. It's around the time when I really started getting into professional wrestling. Um, the Bubba Trish obsession. So, when you had TNA and Trish Stratus yeah. versus oh, yeah. the Dudley Boys, that yeah. feud of that one I'll remember forever, forever. Ever, ever? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because that was a lot of it was when ECW was working their way into WWE. And I mean, you had this great mix of yeah. characters happening at the time. And I feel like, like you said, the attitude area really is, I think, I mean, maybe there's people out there would go, oh, blah, blah, it's too, you know, but that's one of the best eras of wrestling, really, yeah. I think, as far as, you know, what was going on and the excitement level and the characters and, you know, and that's a great one. And you never who never knew who was going to show up next. Right. Yeah. Right, because he had yeah. uh, Chavo. That was the cool yeah. part. Definitely. So what, what else was going on with you, Candy? Oh, not much. You know, just, uh, you know, same proverbial doo-doo every single day and, you know, just staying busy. Got a lot of interviews uh, coming up. I'm booked until mid-January with, uh, with interviews with my friend Lisa on her show. And, uh, you know, just I've got a couple of concerts coming up. Matt, you'll hate me for saying this, but I'm going to see Ghost on Saturday. Oh, it's too bad. And uh got... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I hope I didn't damage the airwaves too much, but uh, <laughs> it's going to happen Saturday. I've got Accept coming up. I was actually invited to go hang with the band, so I'm super stoked about that. And, you know, just taking it day by day and, uh, you know, taking it one step higher, right, RC? Well, of course, listeners of Monco Radio need to know, obviously, Tuesday's 8 o'clock, a handful of candy happening right here on Monco Radio. You can listen to Candy Show Tuesdays at 8, the same way you listen live to Completely Damaged right here. So obviously, anybody that's not already hip to that, you figure Tuesday night, you started your week, you're off to a good start, you want to get into some good music, handful of candy every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Boom. Can't get any better than that. Plenty of candy. Yeah, plenty of candy to go around, so no worries on that part. How's uh, how's life at Monco? How's everything going over there? You know, we were just saying we had our first official meeting of Monco Radio, so I'm thrilled by people being back on campus. I'm, I mean, I'm thrilled in general because people are back. It's nice. I mean, the, the start of the new semester, especially September, always has such you know excitement because you get a lot of new faces. You're meeting people. They're they're coming in, finding out. You know who they are and what they're doing here and it's it's great fun so i'd say things are going very well so that's awesome that's awesome and i'll and i'll say this for uh, the millionth time 
you know, the reason why I'm on Monco Radio right now is because of Mr. Matt Porter over there. Uh, you know, he's the reason that I got this all started, and he took me under his wing. And if it weren't for you, Matt, I, am, I, I don't know. I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing today. So I appreciate you, and, uh, you know, I, I, I would bow to you right now if I could, but, you know, I'm, I'm all the way up here in Toronto. So well, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's funny because I think in, in this world, I think it's it, – I, and I'm uh, guilty of this myself. You don't necessarily thank people when maybe you should, or maybe it's later, or you don't realize it. But so it is really nice to hear that, you know. And I think sometimes, you know, I always yeah. say we should normalize uh, d- documenting the good things rather than, you know, always the bad things mm-hmm. or what you get called into the office for. So you know. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's and, really and that's, it means a lot to me. Show. Yeah. No, and absolutely, and and that that's the whole thing with with you know the climate of the world for the last couple of years. We may have been down and out for a while, but honestly, it you know gave me a chance to sit down and really figure out what I was going to do, practice, get better, and I have my show as a result of that. And you, you were you were the one that kind of helped me get it started. So you know, I'm you turn a negative thing into something so positive, <laughs> and, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know, Definitely. that's. Just finding things to do to make it through. You only get so many days on the planet. Let's make them as good as we can. Mm, damaged. damaged. Marco, I appreciate yeah. you too, bud. Now, I appreciate you back. <laughs> now, I got, I got one question for you guys. It's, it's kind of a rumor that's been floating around in the wrestling world, RC. I don't know if you've heard about this yet. Um, but it's a little-known fact that my favorite wrestler of all time is the scene, Bray Wyatt. There's rumors going around that he might be coming back. What do you think about that? I'm going to let you take that first, Mark. I, I was going to deflect, I was going to deflect the mat. <laughs> See, you know what? I keep hearing that. And I keep hearing that he is, that, uh, you know, uh, what's his name in real life, Rotunda, um, that he has been trademarking different character names. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because he doesn't want to come back oh. as the fiend. Yeah. But, I mean, those are the rumors you keep hearing is that every time he registers a trademark, yeah. somebody goes, okay, who's he going to be and where is he going to be? Mm-hmm. Will he come back to WWE? Right. Will he go to AEW? Will he be wrestling at the Worldwide Wrestling Alliance? You know, you never know. Is he just I mean, doing movies? You know, and that's the thing. Movie? is like, you know, and I would love it because I, I felt like he was so entertaining that the way he left was so disappointing. He just disappeared, you know, and, and I think he still yeah. had a long way to go. I thought the whole Wyatt family thing was one of the greatest kind of recent Factions, and then they just kind of broke it up. Yeah. But the interesting thing with 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 you know, and you know, Ray, I think his and, um. And my my oh, guy, my <laughs> guy is telling me. I mean, they're, they're, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, my gut is telling me for some reason that he's going to make it back to WWE, not AEW, not Ring of Honor, not any of those other promotions, um, because with Triple H now taking over, like the creative. Um, you know, direction of the WWE, he's bringing back a lot of people. I mean, last week on Raw, Braun Strowman came back, and nobody was expecting that one, right? So, I mean, who knows? And and since the rumors are going around, and now Braun Strowman is back, and, you know, Triple H is doing all these great things with the the WWE, who knows? I I have a feeling that Bray's going to make it back to WWE and not any other promotion. You know what, imagine the pop if... All of a sudden, in the middle of, I don't even care what match it is, the whole thing goes dark. We're here. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Simon Come on, comes right? out with his shake. I'm telling you what. See, RC ruined the best moment that just happened. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Damaged. No, but I agree. Exactly. Uh, I agree. I think with Triple H under the helm again, he's going to fix a lot of wrongs that happened. NXT 2.0 is going to go back to hopefully to NXT, and it's going to be the the good pure wrestling that we missed desperately uh bray might came come back maybe sasha and uh, naomi will come back 
all a matter of time. I mean, whatever's best for the business, yep. that's what I want. Yeah, I was gonna say the interesting thing is that with Bray, exactly. like we never, we never heard his story as right. to why he was released, why he left. You know, whether it was you know business budget cuts or you know his own mental health or whatever the case was. So we we don't know. For him to come back, it's you know obviously it's it's his call and where he goes. I think oddly enough, and what you had been talking about earlier, you know the mental health coaching and things like that. I think he got burned out. Yeah, he's a young guy. He's got a young family. I think obviously, like any veteran will tell you that the road life kills you eventually. And I think he just decided, look, I'm I just I want to be at home with my kids. Yeah, you know more than anything. I mean, and, and you figure they were one of the hottest gimmicks going. Mm-hmm. So why would you leave at the height of that unless something was really really not clicking? Yeah, and obviously we know the the, the physical toll yeah. with wrestling, but one thing that's under, I guess, under the radar is the emotional and the creative. Like the, the guy is a very creative guy oh, yeah. first and foremost with the character development, and everything, and to have that stifled or pretty much dictated how your character is going to go. You know, it went from being the hottest thing to enter Goldberg to <laughs> to, yeah, uh, right, right, you know, yeah. to setting him on fire, and it was like that's the end of this. Like, where do we go with this? And I can kind of see where he would. Right, not I'm not answering for him, but I can kind of see where someone would say, "I don't know if my creativity is being met here." Right. So it, I can see, I can understand the burnout, but also the the the, the dis- disassociation from the character and the personal side, losing your best friend, Luke yeah. Harper. Yes. Right. Yeah. Away, how are you still going to be able to do your faction and come out knowing he's not next to you? Yeah. And you if know? I come back, why would I want to go in the same room? Right. Yeah. Let's leave it when we were on top. Yeah. So great call, Candy. That'd be fun, though. I mean, imagine what if uh, all of a sudden Bray Wyatt comes back with his new faction and he would go up against uh, this old, you know, Damian Priest and uh, and you know now that they've recruited the greatest wrestler of all time, Dominic Mysterio. Oh yeah. You know, we need something to really liven it up. Yeah. Now what's what's I know you had that big cutout of Bray Wyatt at your house. What's he saying? (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's he's growling, right? Now. He's itching to get back. <laughs> he's saying, "Can't uh, yeah, no, you he's, he's still standing strong here." So, what was that? Love it. Yeah, he's damaged. No, you know what he's saying right now. He's saying, "I'm looking right over your shoulder. I'm standing right behind you, looking at your keyboard." Oh yes, <laughs> and they say, "Oh yes, Undertaker." <laughs> Candy, it's yeah, great, no great kidding, to hear eh? from you, Candy. As always. And you know what? I'm happy Damage Radio is back on the air. Uh, Me too. You know, I got to come back there. I got to co- take another road trip, come back out to PA, and come see you guys. Absolutely. That sounds like a plan, eh? You know? Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Let's, let's do it up, <laughs> Kenny. Also, awesome talking to you as always, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. And good luck on your show. Thank you so much. And hey, shout out to uh, to Lindsay and the boys. I uh, I hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, and, uh, everyone's doing great. Yeah, Matt, thank you so Matt, much. Yeah. Thanks, Amelia. You talk about tag team partners. I'll give a shout out to my tag team partner. My wife handles all the heavy duty lifting. I stand in the corner going, "Help! Help! I need to get off the tag rope." Yeah, I think we all do in some aspect. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. Thanks, thanks Candy. Me. Thanks, Candy. Have a good Long one. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. That's great to hear from her. That's yeah. another fellow Mako Radio member tearing up the airwaves, doing good things. Tuesday nights, a handful of candy right here on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Boom. And all the things you're doing, Marco, you're doing so many big things. I'm mentored by Marco. Can you talk a little bit about that and tell us about that aspect that you're doing? Oh, uh, well, okay. Um, in, in, the mental health thing for me has been the, the, the consistent part, I guess we were talking about like with the pandemic, since the pandemic came. And 
for me, it was one of those questions of this isn't so much a reset. It was where can I find myself to be most utilized? Like, um, obviously, when the pandemic hit, a lot of people were impacted. You know, their lives came to a, a halt. They, you know, everything stopped for them, whether it was their, their lifestyle, you know, their job, whatever the case. Um, for myself, it was the same. You know, there was no DJing, you know, in terms of, you know, real life gigs, you know, you know in person, uh, acting, you know, auditions stopped and, you know, you know, all the sets were closed down. Um, and you're a people person. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was, it was different to, to how am I now going to pivot? You know, how am I going to transition? And like, just like everybody else, I used, you know, Twitch. I went to Twitch and I started, you know, playing music there. But then I realized that platform or that outlet is not just for music. I dove into my mental health aspect. And I, before Twitch, I went into Facebook of all places because it was one of those things where in my mind, I was like, I wonder how everybody's doing. So I started to do these things called Corona check-ins and I would just go live on Facebook and just check in with people. But also because of my background and my degree, I was like, let me put this to use and provide some medical or professional insight, you know, and some perspective on that. And check with people's anxieties, check with, you know, their coping strategies and techniques they were using to, to, to get through this, but also just somewhere to, for them to have communication, you know, and, 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 no, no. and let it out. Yeah. And my messages after that were kind of overwhelming. So where I was like, Hmm, I, I, I might have to do something with this. And when I pivoted to Twitch, um, a bigger platform, I, I, I built my following there. I was doing mental health Mondays, um, to where I would just, talk for as long as I wanted, you know, one hour, 90 minutes, two hours, whatever. Um, just about various topics. I mean, whatever the case may be, it could be social issues, could be grief, anger, uh, attention seeking behaviors, you know, whatever the case was. And we would just dive in. And the people there, I always say to them, they chose to be there because they're not looking for someone to fix their problems. They're looking to solve their own problems and looking for a guidance. And, you know, someone can offer perspective and insight. And then I went, well, I work at a hospital. But this feels limiting. Like there's only so much I can do here. So then I was like, I want to do more on an individual setting. Mentored by Marco came about. I talked to my coach because again, if you want to do something, I have a coach of my own. I was like, what is it I want to like present? How do I want to do this? I had a little bit of imposter syndrome, which in wrestling, I'm sure you guys are familiar with as far as, you know, getting out of your own way and not really, you know, identifying with your character or who you are. Um, my coach just, you know, pretty much said to me, you, you, you're, you're teaching this stuff, but you're not living it. So check in with that. So it got to the point where I was just like, oh, okay, there's a gut punch. <laughs> and I, I, turned in more, I turned it more into, let me be the person that can be more, more relatable. And if I want to be a coach, what kind of coach do I want to be? I want to be the person that, if you're feeling vulnerable, I have to be vulnerable as well. It, because it gives you that outlet to be vulnerable and be who you are. Um, I don't want there to be a status or a position of I'm up here and you're down here or I'm your teacher and you're the student or whatever. The, you know, the mentor is the, is the position, but I'm a human being first. So it's about let's meet Balance. each other. Yeah, let's meet each other where we are and work through this together. You know, because one of the key things for me is good therapy is hard work. You know, I'll, I'll, we, I'll work with you, but I got to make sure you're meeting me there as well. Don't expect, you know, it to be done for you. Right. And that's the beauty of my coaching and the mentoring program that I'm doing is that I want to build your confidence. I want to build you into the person that you can potentially and ultimately and unapologetically be. But it's you that ultimately has to make that decision. Right. And that's where my, my position is there. You can Google me. You can find me on Instagram. You know, they can reach out to me and set up something and we can go from there.
So you know, social media. Nice that, I was going to say it's nice that you use social media for a positive for good. You yeah. know, and so many yeah. people kind of use social media because when they started to feel, you right. know, uh, isolated, or it's easy to fight with people, mm-hmm. and you get those endorphins of, oh look, I'm arguing with somebody online. Yeah. But you know, you turned it into a good thing. That's yeah. nice to hear. Yeah, no, and thanks for mentioning that because that was one of the things too. I was seeing that as well. Like everything, every other post was, you know, bad news or disaster or whatever it was, and I was just like. Folks, what's going on? Yeah, like, right. I made a post about like what's got like. Tell me something good, right? And it was like, oh, like the light bulb went off. Like, oh, yeah. people started, and so I just went live, and I was like, yo, where are we? Like, I know none of us have the answers. We don't know when this is going to end. We don't know what's going on in terms of the pandemic. But check in with me, and more importantly, recognize your resilience as the pandemic was going on. Not so much where you are right now, but how far you've come. You know, whether you lost your job or your position in life or whatever. You know, your, your lifestyle. Check out how far you've come. And then it was like, yeah, I had to do that for myself too. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, the social media aspect was important because if, if you want to change the world, you have to change your world. Right. And I'll say that again. If you want to change the world, you have to change your world. Mm-hmm. So my feed, whether it's Facebook, I'm not as much, I don't know Facebook as much, but my, my Instagram and things like that, I unfollowed things that didn't motivate me, that didn't right. energize me, that didn't bring me joy. And then in turn, addition by subtraction, I followed things that motivated me, that made me want to grow, that made me, um, you know, more in touch with, with the person I wanted to become. Definitely. Social media is like <laughs> a garden. Pull out those weeds, let the good things grow. Right? Yeah. And don't be afraid to let go. Y- yeah, that's the key thing. And that uh, I call it surrendering. Yeah. Surrender to the things that could potentially be, because a lot of times we hold on to these things. It's, you know, oh, well, the, the past and my trauma and what yeah. happened to me. And I'm not going to, you know, say it's a victim mindset or the mentality, but a lot of times people hold on to that because that's their identity yeah. and that's all they know. Whereas the anxiety of what could be, yeah, it's fear, yeah. but it's also excitement. And believe yeah. it or not, fear and excitement are the same cognitive emotion. Right. Which one are you choosing to give energy to? Right. And our listeners right now, if they're like, this sounds like. For me, but I'm nervous. I don't want others on the platform to hear my story. Can they reach out to you separately and just talk to you one-on-one? Yeah, and that's the same thing that happened with social media. Like, people were in the chat, but they didn't want to make it known what their issue was, so I'd get a message on the side, or, you know, a DM on the Instagram as well, and it was just like, hey, I saw what you're saying, but um, I didn't want to say it in there. Can we talk here? By all means. So Instagram, it's MarcoRosario24. Um, you can DM me on there. Uh, TikTok, um, I just use that more to plug it towards Instagram, but yeah, it's the same thing. Marco Rosario 24 um, and mentored by Marco. And you can Google me in that aspect. You can set up a, an appointment with me. We can, I, I offer free 30-minute counseling in terms of to see if I'm the right fit for you. Number one, it's not about, hey, me selling you on anything or me trying to uh, convince you or persuade you. It's about whether or not I'm the right fit for you and if this is something you really want to pursue going forward. So a free 30-minute consultation, I guess you'd say. Yeah. But it's just a way for us to, to set something up and, and establish where we are. And that's huge to know where you are mm-hmm. physically, that you're there to help somebody and not there just for the, the quick buck. You know, Cause yeah. We all need cash. We're not going to turn that down, but you're there to help people. Keyword help. Yeah. And that's another thing in terms of vulnerability. That was something that happened to me. When, you're, when I was searching for a coach, a mentor, um, an answer, I reached out to you know, folks that I had found on Instagram and I went to a seminar out in San Diego and I thought this was the right fit for me. I thought this was the right guy and I was sold. I was, I was sold from the moment I walked in the door and um, the, 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 the t-shirts and the merchandise is all there and the logos and I was like, what is this? 
And it just, it felt, it felt disingenuine. Right. Like it, it really, it was really inauthentic. And I was like, <clears throat> like, not that I should have known better because I, I took the experience and I'm grateful for recognizing it, but it was also, if I put myself in this position where I'm the coach, I don't ever want someone to feel like they're being misled or sold or, right. or, or um, taken advantage of in that aspect. So another thing I do also as a coach, while we set up our one hour sessions, I always invite the person to check in with me because there are times in between our sessions where you may come to a point where you're like, hmm, how would I answer this? Reach out. You know, or I may check in with you. Hey, this meme, you know, popped up and it thought of our conversation. You know, what do you think? Here's this little motivation. Because sometimes that's all you need is that little kick or that little jump start right. to say, yeah, someone is thinking about me. Someone is, you know, rooting for me. And that's the real deal, what you need. You know, like less, like less, more coaching, less counseling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like I say for myself, because sometimes I was like, if I want to change the world, I have to change mine. I knew that I needed that little swift kick in the butt sometimes, or I needed that little bit of guidance or just that kind word of encouragement to say you're doing a good job or it's okay that you messed up, you know? Right. And sometimes that obviously has to come from myself, but being open to that and saying, if I can take that, then I know someone else out there is probably open to it as well. Right. And that's the same thing with professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like we need a kick, we need a kick in the you know, rear end for the feuds now, robberies. Back then there were so many great robberies back there. Now it's just... I think of the way that the way that both of these topics have tied together mm -hmm. is you need somebody in the corner who is reaching out for mm -hmm. the tag, and you're probably you could be in the ropes getting your butt kicked by two big monsters, and they're putting the boots to you, and their manager just threw salt in your eyes, and things are not going well, and your tag team partner's got his hand out. If you can just reach across the ring and make that tag, boom. Yeah, Mr. Ben Marco has his, his hand out. You got to just grab it and take mm -hmm. the people chance. People find your tag team partners, find your factions, find all the people who lift you up. Woo! <laughs> got nothing but love for you, Great baby. Tie Great tie nothing yeah. but love for you. <laughs> it's baby. interesting too because I, I I do tie a lot of wrestling and wrestling terminology into what I do right. in terms of that, like the roadblocks that we see in life, the false finishes where, right. you, where you think right. you know this is it, this is the end. You know, I've reached the end of my rope, or I'm never going to recover from this. But you do. You know, right. you will see another day. You have more to, more fight in you, or you know, the referee who's blind to everything because things aren't going your way. And you know, there, there's so many things I, I tie into it. Again, I love psychology. <laughs> That's a great I love, analogy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I always I, and especially when I coach folks who do in you know no wrestling that's you know we, we have those conversations all day you're like you know when andre grabbed that that, that cross off of hogan and threw it on the ground hogan got back up right and right? he won yeah. and they're like looking at you like what he said his prayers <laughs> drank his milk vitamins, baby vitamins <laughs> and then he slammed that giant in a way that nobody could have ever imagined right <laughs> and another few that i want to go into uh the mega powers versus twin towers. I always talk mm. about that. It always leads up, you know, to, to that one that macho man finally having enough yeah. of Hogan with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, I mean, you had the mega powers, mega bucks, mega bucks, but then the mega yeah. powers into the twin towers. Yeah, right. And that that match that led up to um, NBC's uh, main event in 1989. Mm -hmm. Like that, I remember watching that like yesterday. It's just sitting there, a little kid, just watching that match. It would be harder to find two more charismatic people at a time than Hogan and Savage. Yes. yes. So yeah. when you put them together, and then you add in Miss Elizabeth, and you add in the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, there's almost you can't even. I think compared to what you know what we're watching these days, can you yeah. imagine when they and then when they turned on each other? Ooh, <laughs> oh, it's the greatest. Yeah. Now seeing Savage's character was 
Queen Sherry the perfect pit fit for him, for him to be to be together as a manager? You think or no? I think it was, it wasn't Savage. much a perfect fit for him. I think it was the Miss perfect. Elizabeth. Yes, it was. The, right. it, but it was it was the perfect contrast to Miss Elizabeth. That's what I'm she saying. Was, yeah. She was a heel. Yeah. Right. So when you wanted him to suddenly be terrible, but when they reunite, when when they reunited, oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. To take it back though, the Warrior won that match, right? The career versus career match. And then who came down and started beating up on? No, uh, Shari was beating up on Savage, right? Yeah. And that's when she jumped. And that's the, when she jumped in the ring and came in. And that was the return. Yeah. And and it's, 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 people it's, crying it's, it's, in the stand. Yeah. Like, we don't, like, we see little kids now, but we have grown men crying in the stand. It's stands. the classic love story, man. I love you, it. Everybody wants the rekindling happy moment. Right? Yeah. Uh, do you have another robbery, Marco? Um, I, 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 don't, I think this was on your list, but it was on mine too. The, the, I call this the, the the bank account because you can always count on it. It's always there. The New Day's versus the Usos. Mm. And it's just, again, whichever member of the New Day, but with the Usos. And I'm not talking today's bloodline Usos. I'm talking the Usos and the yeah. New Day when they were making a name for themselves. And you can always count on them having that great match. I think that bloodline and head of the table, that is so played out yeah. right yeah. now. I don't know. Yeah. It's like yeah. when the, the other week, and this is getting away from tag teams, but when they had that, you know, Clash of the Castle and Roman Reigns still beats Drew Mac. I think Drew McIntyre should be the face of the company. That guy mm. is so solid. I'm so sick of head of the table. And, you, yeah, and they, even put, they even put like Paul Heyman in with him. Mm. Paul Heyman, one of the greatest, if not maybe the greatest talker in wrestling. He could make a potted plant seem like, you know, was cutting a great promo. Mm-hmm. Man, I just, Roman Reigns. And when the shield came out, Roman Reigns, I thought, man, this guy's going to be great. He is so boring. Right. Well, I... I I'm not, I'm not gonna say I, I don't disagree. I think it is it has played out. It's it's run its course. But when he returned, whatever over the pandemic, the 180 that he did, it was similar to Cena. We wanted Cena to turn heel all those years. When when Roman did, he embodied that character. You know, if you talk about acting and stuff right. like that, like you, he actually like dove into that, and that may be a semblance of who he is. You know, a little bit of that arrogance and stuff like that. But you can tell the good guy Roman was force fed, right? Know, and the suffering, right. suckatash, and all that. But like this, this new Roman, like he he embodies that character. Has it run its course? Yes, just yes. like wrestling because yeah. of our attention spans. It's, it's like well, yeah, it's, we're over it. <laughs> yeah, right. But let's just get to rock Roman at WrestleMania, and then right. we'll see where we are from there. Right. And yeah. New Day taking advantage of an opportunity. That was supposed to be like a, like a one one night one one thing done. Like look at look at New Day now. You got cereal. You got everything out there. Big Big E. They of course, he's hurt. But yeah. like, look, Kofi was a champion. Big E was a champion. Yeah. Like, you never yeah, would have thought that. And it's one of the things, yeah, because you figure they're a tag team first. You know, they can't be individual stars. Kofi Mania was the biggest thing in WrestleMania. What was that? Thirty five or whatever it was. Yeah. That was the biggest story going into that. Right. And it should have held it longer, but whatever. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Now, Matt, you mentioned it, the Dudley boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. Oh, man. Well, I think as far as when you really think of some great Attitude Era stuff, you think about that match, and I I don't know if we set it off the air or if we set it on the air. I can't even remember. But when Edge spears, Mm. you know, um, Jeff Jeff Hardy off the ladder, you know, come on. That was just, that's a highlight. I mean, think about that. So many high spots in that match, and they still kept on beating the... You know? Well, and you had, I think, even in the Dudleys, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they were now feuding with the Hardys, who I think at the time were also one of the greatest tag teams of all time, with Edge and Christian, which is one of the greatest tag teams of all time, that's electricity right there. Yeah. And then, like, that match, like we were even saying, the one at, at WrestleMania, where Lita comes in the ring and Rhino comes in the ring, and there's just so and much Spike, talent. Yeah. Yeah. Spike Dudley's mm-hmm. in the ring. And everybody's bodies are flying through tables and ladders and chairs, and oh, my... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah, I think they the, made I think, a DVD out of that. Yeah. yeah, but I think the mark of a great rivalry 
or even a great match is how much it's spawned right. from that. Like, oh my, yep. like the amount of wrestlers and matches that we've got, they've had a pay-per-view named yes. after it. Like, it's, yep. just, yeah. it's just incredible. Like, yeah. that, that to me is like probably the top rivalry. And, and like Edge and Christian both went on to not, not too bad uh, singles career. Edge, oh, definitely. You know? Edge, for sure. But, really? but even Christian. Oh, you know? I think every one of them. Everyone that we're thinking about. Right? And Christian went to TNA. He was champion. Yeah. Same thing, but yeah. Bubba Bully. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same thing. I mean, Devon was the only one, I guess you could say, was... Well, he had Reverend B- Batista, right? Yeah. 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 But they all made a name for themselves. You know, Matt with the broken character. And it's, right. Yeah. And the broken Hardys now. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were in uh, the, versus the Young Bucks in TNA. And th- what they did... With that that whole thing, you know, having like cinema matches, yeah, which kind of WWE piggybacked off of that and started doing that, and tying it into mental health is you always have a chance to recreate yourself. You always have a chance to reestablish who you are. You don't have to dwell or live in the past or who you were. You can always recreate and reestablish going forward what you want to be. Right, and sometimes that means delete, delete, delete. <laughs> right. So if you can tell um, listeners one thing on how to be successful and how to just not give up, what would, what would you say to them? Uh, well, and one thing on how to be successful, first of all, how do you define success? Right. That's, that's, that's key. That's each individual you know, qu- answer or question for themselves, um, whether it's money, whether it's family, whether it's freedom, you know, wh- you know, however you answer that. Um, success is your own individual journey. You know, It's not comparative or uh, competitive with someone else. Um, what was the second part? I'm sorry. Just like if you had any words of, of uh, hope and, and you know people are down and out, what, what would you say, say to them? Um, it's 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 not a simple blanket answer. It's, it's a lot of it is just again recognizing your resilience, recognizing how far you've come, but also where it is you're going. And I know it's easier said, especially when people are in dark places or places of like depression or you know they don't want to move they don't really want to do anything is where am i going back to bed you know like i've I've dealt with people like that and i talk to people like that but it's baby steps understanding that there are little moments every day that you can do something or one motto that i live by do one thing different every day do one thing different even if it's something simple as getting out of bed on the different side of your bed you know if you're someone who sleeps on your side and you roll out on the right side get out on the left side if you're someone who gets out of bed and don't make your bed Make your bed that day. It's just doing one thing different that's retraining your brain to go, this doesn't have to be the same thing every day. Right. I look at it like who is there during your storms and is there during your sunshine? Mm -hmm. Like remember those people. Yeah. And the other ones weren't there, no no hard feelings, just go your way. Yeah. Or even a more logistic way in if I'm moving, right, I'm trying to move forward. If I'm moving, who is the person I'd call when I'm moving? Right. Right, you know, because I know a lot of my friends ain't trying to move furniture, you know, right, it, yeah. from the physical sense. But when I'm moving, who am I calling? My mama. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> mama, carry a couple of pictures. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Marco, thank you so much for coming up, man, today yeah. and sharing your story and uh, you know, talking pro wrestling with us. Appreciate, it, man. Thanks for having I'll me. Love to have you up anytime. Oh yeah, lovely. Live your best life. Reach for the tag. One step higher. One boom. step higher, man. And do <laughs> tag team the right way. Find your tag team partner and go all out. <laughs> That being said, uh, I'm RC alongside Matt, the ultimate kiss fan porter. Marco, always a pleasure. Remember, don't keep a nice knee, keep it completely damaged on Moncoradio.com where music and minds meet. Completely damaged! Completely damaged!